It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, and you can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash locked on NBA. Well, I love 40s. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 603 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, November the 13th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got 32 NFL shows covered as well. Fantasy basketball. We've got hockey covered for you as well. National NHL show, a fantasy NHL show. No shortage of stuff for you to check out on the network, so please make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing, and all that good stuff. And uh, thank you for doing that. It doesn't take a long time to do it, but we very much appreciate it. All right, on today's show, the Raptors play the Portland Trail Blazers on Wednesday night, and I'm joined by Corbin Smith, who is a lovely writer and a great podcaster with Take It or Break It. He's got a new podcast coming out with the Round Ball Rock guys. I know Joey Devine's been on this show before. I think Sean Keen's been on here before, too. Um, they are doing a podcast where they're talking about Bill Simmons' book of basketball 2.0. We talk about that a little bit, but mostly this conversation is about the Portland Trail Blazers and why they're bad so far this season. And basically, this was me... Pressing record, teeing up the word Hassan Whiteside and letting Corbin talk. So have fun. Corbin's great, and I hope you enjoy it. And we will talk to you on Thursday to break down the Blazers game here on Locked on Raptors. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's 603 of these, man. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. The voice somebody's you're hearing. To, somebody's listened to every last one of these. You know that? I feel like there's nobody who's listened to every last one. No, nah, there's somebody. And let me tell you about that person. They're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, the guest you hear on the show, before I could even get through the intro, yeah, is Corbin right. Smith. Corbin, yeah, how yeah. are you? Big Corbs. Oh, 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 oh. The big dog is here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I don't know. Kind of crummy, if I'm being honest with you. Why? What's going on? I, you know, the Deadspin thing is like a huge bummer, and I, yeah, and and like in a way where, let's say theoretically, you were the kind of person who maybe did uh, uh, sports writing that had political and aesthetic accents to it, and mm-hmm. uh, the website that uh, did that the best uh, got closed by monsters. <laughs> uh it might bum you out a little bit and uh yeah i don't know man just kind of had a, st- st- a stressful week bad i don't know not maybe maybe part of it is i'm not taking great care of myself too you know i just had french toast for breakfast so. that's taking care of yourself in a way thank you thank you, thank you so much <laughs> i mean it's the sixth straight yeah. day i've had french toast now it's not but <laughs> You know, it's starting to rain out here. It's, uh, I don't, you know, not doing so good. If I'm being 100% honest with you, Sean. Well, Corbin, we we like you, and uh, I'm sure there will be nobody likes me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there will be at some point a place where that kind of sports writing can exist again, and then it will be also taken over by Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, by animals, monsters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the that, only that's... way to do it is to, you know, what's the unnecessary element here? It's capital, you know. <laughs> like, <sighs> like, well, you got to like you have it. to like we have to uh, toss off the reins of our uh, of our moneyed rulers, you know. I I don't think you're wrong. I don't think anyone would disagree with you who has a, a conscience or <laughs> well, some people a brain. disagree with me. <laughs> again with yeah. a with a conscience yeah. no um yeah anyway eat the rich uh, my my thing i've taken to after watching let's me eat yeah after watching uh steve Ballmer on the sidelines when the raptors played the clippers last night mm-hmm. uh, I, i've continued this thing where i i imagine what each rich person would taste like uh-huh. steve Ballmer is definitely yeah steve uh, just like the, the nougat the just tastes like nougat just t- oh, like pure nougat? I was going to say he has like yeah. Wagyu characteristics. He's just got exquisite <laughs> marbling. <laughs> He's too doughy for that, I think. He doesn't, like, I don't even, I mean, I'm sure he gets massaged and all that stuff. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Have yeah. that marbling be it possible. Seems like he like, it seems like he also like fights smaller animals. Mm. You know? Yeah. I wish I didn't yeah, like Balmer. I, never... I wish I didn't like Balmer. I always end up liking him. I, like, I wish that I could be like. Ah, uh, oh, oh, guard, oh, god, darn him! But I just see him there, like, like yelling, having a good time, and I'm like, ah, he's just having a good time. Yeah, I mean, he is one of, I think, the more, I don't want to say harmless rich people because that's not really a thing. But no, he no, does seem to no, be... and, 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 yeah, like Microsoft made a lot of money uh, skirting antitrust legislation, you know. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've never but, really like, gotten a savory vibe. At least you can say at. like, oh, oh, he did something that was kind of useful for the world. I mean, who knows? You know. Mm-hmm. There's like, I think there's a really intense death sense around everybody and to the point where <laughs> anybody who made any money, you kind of look at them sideways and think like, oh, well... <laughs> They probably helped you did something to the, bad to the mass death of life on planet Earth, you know? Yeah, the Balmer, I think the reason I've never really associated him with tasting savory is the fact that he it, like that, that. That's sort of why I associate him with sweets a little bit more, I think, is mm-hmm. because he does have that sort of boyish charm that makes him yeah. a little bit more endearing than your typical horrible horrible billionaire i think that dolan the, uh, i think that dolan would taste like um like a twinkie from the gas station like a twinkie but with even more sugar in it <laughs> you know what i mean like oh this is disgusting how yeah. how pampered and sweet this is you know almost every other owner i'm not sure if i have a solid opinion on what they would taste <laughs> this feels like a round ball rock episode yeah a little bit yeah let's uh, talk about yeah. the blazers shall we and uh, <laughs> yeah, sure quickly get out of this they would all taste terrible. um the raptors play the blazers tonight uh, yeah the i mean outside of damian Lillard, they probably all taste like cool. no um, damian would also taste the... bad. how dare you why damian's cool what's wrong yeah, with but damian? The, yeah okay being cool doesn't make you taste good i don't think I feel like Dame gives off a a pretty sweet vibe as an, as, a, as just a dude, I think. And yeah, I think that would be sort of imbibed is... into his flesh. Everybody says he's a nice man, so. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? But boy, he, I'm just, he doesn't have any good players around him at all, uh, does he? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what's going on with the Blazers, Corbin? The Raptors well, played them on Wednesday. Uh, Sean... What's up? Let's say you are a team that makes the conference final. Mm-hmm. And you get swept and you go into the offseason and you say to yourself, uh, man, we need to uh, we really tweak this roster to get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And what you proceed to do, if you're Neil Olshay, is to uh, trade all of your role players uh, for worse players. And then uh, apparently that's just supposed to work. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, who's? <laughs> do you want me to go through our bad players one by R? Ugh, I didn't mean to say R. I'm a I'm an adult. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's let's yeah. go through. Let's go through the the terrible players on the Blazers, not my Blazers. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, Skull Labrizzi. Skull's actually been not as bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, Zach Collins got injured, so that's not good. Uh, you know, uh, Nasir Little is, yeah, could be something. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Tolliver looks old as shit. Uh, just like old, yeah, like Tolliver just been... looks toasted. Like I like look like he had a good career. I don't want to. I don't want to cast too many aspersions. I don't want to be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. but but he's done. You know, he's done. It's it's fine. We're all done sooner or later. You know, mm-hmm. um, Hood's been f- fine, I guess. Uh, Hazonia, who boy, 
man, I, you know, uh, we all look, I get that we all want his own you to be good. I understand that. It's just like, but come on, it's, we don't need to, we don't need to <laughs> act like it's really going to happen. You know, uh, what was your reaction when they, when they picked up his own, you excited or were you yeah, you know, Hey, Oh, cool. What Zonia cool. is. That guy's so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I when they got him, I was like, "Oh, cool. Hazonia's fun. Maybe maybe he'll do something." The only problem is that the uh roster has kind of shaken out so that they like need Hazonia to play, and <laughs> he's not good enough to be a guy who you need uh-huh. to play, you know? Uh Bazemore's yeah. fine, I guess. Uh I honestly think that Harkless is better. I yeah. Oh, and then uh and then there's the big thing. Uh, wanted to save it for the end, you know. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is just the worst. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> holy please, so I, yeah. holy the Raptors once played man. Hassan Whiteside in a series, uh, uh-huh. and he was pretty good in that series. It was you may recall the most unwatchable series of all time. Yeah, I actually don't know round. if I do recall, but. Oh, this was a series where Whiteside and Valanchunas were the two best players, and then they both got hurt in game three or four, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the series was a nightmare. Uh, it was like Dwayne Wade threes and DeMar going like eight of 25. Wow, and, you're really, uh, you're, you're, boy, you're really dumping on DeMar with this, uh, with this, uh, Valanchunas was better than DeMar talk. I don't think he was. In that series, he was. I don't oh, think okay. he was oh, okay. uh, overall. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. Also, Demar, I think, is the guy who ended Anthony Tolliver's existence. Boy, I gotta say, I gotta say, Whiteside versus Valanciunas is a real two guys who can't guard each other lineup. Yeah, it was pretty grim that that was like the most exciting part of the series, and then they got hurt. And and so, like, I, I I guess I got this impression of Whiteside as being okay during that series. Since then, that has fallen off. No, he's not. He's bad. He's so bad. (laughs) Oh my! Describe his badness. Uh, okay. A few years ago, uh, I think when Lamarcus left, yeah, when Lamarcus left, but before they, uh, uh, got better after that, before they got Lopez, yeah, because that was mm-hmm. the Blazers were riding with uh JJ Hickson at center, <laughs> and um. There was this sort of cognitive dissonance in uh, his play because he got good box stats, but was mm-hmm. also plainly totally unequipped to play center and and kind of to be like an NBA contributor. Does that make sense? Yeah, like totally. I kind of thought, like I like I I think that that version of Hickson, if you were playing him. 15 minutes and telling him to, you know, go out there and can I curse? I can't remember. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, fuck shit up. Uh, <laughs> like that version of Whiteside, like that theoretical Hickson construct could have done something, but the Blazers had to play him like half, you know, 30 minutes a game. And also, the, mm-hmm. and so like there were, there was a real Smarks, Marks, divide there because the the dweebs were just all like Hickson's bad Hickson's bad this is bad for the team and then the and then the marks would be like he's good look at these double doubles baby 
He's on a double-double <laughs> streak. And I also, at the time, okay. So at the time, Mike and Mike were still calling games for the Blazers. Dark times. Uh, and Mike Barrett. Describe Mike and Mike. Describe uh, Mike and Mike. They were um, psychotic homers. I don't, <laughs> I don't like, especially Mike Rice. Is just, I, I found them unbearable. Other people love them. Uh, and, but, you know, you, you know. Uh, yeah, but they were just, I like, like Mike Rice would, if a ref made a mistake, Mike Rice would like use their name in the, in his <laughs> complaint about it. He would be like, oh, oh, Monty McCutcheon doing it to us again. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> this is too, this is too deep that I don't need to, I don't need to hear about ref names. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so Hickson was super like he was bad, like he was bad, but also, uh, it was kind of accept. You know, he was bad, but like there was a context where he could have been good. Uh, uh-huh. Whiteside is almost exactly the same. Oh, the other thing about Hickson was that Mike he went to Mike Barrett's church, and so Mike <laughs> Barrett. And so Mike Barrett would always be like, JJ, get, you know, JJ getting out there. Like Mike Barrett would just really <laughs> lean into like, what a guy, what a guy JJ Hickson is. Oh my God. Like I didn't watch JJ Hickson and think like, oh, this guy, this guy, you know, this guy can never function on a team or anything like that. I just watched him and thought, eh, JJ, JJ is not equipped to do this thing that they're asking him to do. And he kind of sucks. Uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine to be it's fine to be that kind of NBA player. Uh uh so Whiteside has a lot of the same qualities that Hickson has, especially in the sort of smart mark divide where um smarks are like he's bad, he's always been bad. And uh and marks are like hey, look at all those rebounds he got. Uh uh-huh. the only difference is that you can't play Whiteside without have without being subjected okay so a lot of people harp on his effort i personally hate doing that in general i just it's not a road i like to go down i'm getting a uh-huh. lot of love sack ads on bat based basketball reference right now because i <laughs> frequently look at the love sack website and sorry it was just throwing me off okay <laughs> uh I mean, if anybody wants to like get me a love sack, go ahead. It seems like they're on sale right now. Anyway, uh, do I have enough room for one? I don't know. Maybe not, but we'll see. Uh, okay, you can't play Whiteside. Okay, so there's two. So there's one version of Whiteside that um, that sucks because maybe he's not trying optimally hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sets the worst screens. Just, it's mm-hmm. just a nightmare. They're so bad. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't make contact. Uh, uh, you know he'll he'll jog around. He'll, you know, God forbid somebody have to. The Blazers basically lost their first game because um, Whiteside just had absolutely no chance of covering. Uh, who's the Who's the big fella on the Denver? I'm smart. Jokic. Yeah, of course, Jokic. <laughs> I don't know why. Your I... favorite player? Well, I, I'm, I'm down with Jokic now. 
There was a time. Oh, that's right. I you you were there was like a Nurkic Jokic yeah, blood feud yeah, thing you were trying the, to smoke, during, right? Yeah, during the Nurkic Jokic trade at first, I was like, Nurk is Nurk, you know. Because I love Nurk. And I was just like, Nurk is God, baby. This Jokic guy, he's a <laughs> he's a fraud. Uh but eventually John uh Wilms was like, uh, Corbin, you need to stop doing this. He's incredible. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh okay. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, they just totally lost because Whiteside is just like totally unequipped to get out to the perimeter to cover a shooter who's tall. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's one bad version of Whiteside. The other bad version of Whiteside is the one who's like, oh no, Charles Barkley said that all I need to do is ca- all I do is cash checks. I better, <laughs> <laughs> which in fairness, uh. Oh man, I better I better go out there and prove to everybody I'm good. And so he goes out and he uh, gets a bunch of rebounds uh, without uh, ever boxing out. Just doesn't do it. Uh, every time a rebound goes up, his arms are up. His arms are not. You know, he's not clearing space. He's not trying to make the team better at getting the board. Uh, he can't. He can't move fast enough to cover pick and rolls. He um, also just constantly sells out for blocks it is so annoying um uh watching him is a nightmare it's like like (laughs) like when people i think when they got him i first off i want to say that the second they got him i was like this is a horrible idea this is not Mm -hmm. going to work uh there's sort of a theoretical kit because he's an expiring and i the i it's hard to tell what the real idea is. This is what I'll say. Because Neil Olshay has tried to sign Whiteside before. Mm-hmm. And probably thinks Whiteside is good. Which is insane to me. Because I, you know, he's supposed to be the scout, the scouting guy. And mm-hmm. and like, he thinks Whiteside's good. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm a, I'm a moron and I know Whiteside's not good. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there's... Uh, but so, so, like... A part of me was like, oh, no, Neil really likes him and and like would probably kind of be into like, this is the, you know, he's going to come in. He's going to blow everybody apart. This is going to be the white side era, baby. I mean, and considering all the other signings and trades he made in the offseason, like his entire taste in players is now deeply suspect. But um, the uh, the other thing is that he's an expiring, and so theoretically Nurkic comes back, and then you shuttle him off for some uh, actually good player. The only problem is that like now Whiteside has been so bad that there's a question as to whether or not the Blazers can be good enough to justify trading Whiteside for an actually good player when Nurkic's yeah. uh, leg is uh, healed. And... Um, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's <laughs> the worst. It's and like and like when he got, you know, I knew he was bad immediately because very smart national writer, Deadspin, Daily Beast, Vice Sports, <laughs> uh, uh, Real GM. I've written for Real GM before. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but um, Blazer fans are uh, they are kind and optimistic by their nature. And when it happened, they were like, hey, you know, he's been in a bad situation. Has absolutely not been in a bad situation. Yeah, what? Been in an excellent <laughs> situation. Uh, you know, but he's going to come here and Dame, 
Dame is such a good leader. And then the, this is when they start crying because because Dame is everybody's daddy now. They're, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody just wants to die for Damian Lillard. And they're just like, Damian, he's going to turn Whiteside around and, and he's going to make him into his best self. <laughs> just, no, that, no, no, nobody's that good at it. <laughs> on white side and like all the miami feet fans they they would get on on the internet i mean i know i'm talking about the internet i sound like a new york times columnist right now because i'm talking about <laughs> my cheese but here we go um they just get on the internet this you, you hear this thing you hear this thing the, the god dang internet and um and the heat fans are like don't believe it don't do like don't like <laughs> you're going to get conned and everyone would be, be like, you don't believe in your team enough. We <laughs> the Blazers. We the Blazers. And I, of course he's bad. He's always been bad. He'll always be bad. Like, I don't begrudge him his oh badness, God. really. It's fine. Like, personally, me to Hassan Whiteside, I'm not like, Hassan, Hassan, it's morally bad for you to be bad at basketball. It's fine. I don't care. But he's making the Blazers worse. And it's like... Clear and apparent, but also he does enough. He does enough like shadow dancing with his with his totals that people can be like, you know, Hassan's not the reason this. Fifteen and thirteen. Look at that. Yeah. Two blocks. He's, he's yeah. great. Yeah. No, <laughs> I am insulting. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but like, uh, yeah. People just. Uh, it's been it's been <laughs> frustrating. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, there was uh, like a lot of talk early in the year about how the Raptors were going to like sell off, which I don't think they're going to do now because they're yeah, clearly very, very like good. good. Um, but like, Way to go. There hey, was congratulations like, on still being good. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, no, there was talk of like Gasol being a guy who the Raptors might trade to the Blazers. And then the, the in, in return, they would get Whiteside. And even for like a 25 game stretch of no, a tank, of that. like an end of a season, I couldn't bear it. I, yeah. I, I, it repulses me to think about having to root for Hassan Whiteside. You got to go. You get, look at that. You got to go full Oedipus, you know, like you just want a title and then Hassan Whiteside's on your team. Plunge, plunge, <laughs> blind. It's like the ultimate Masai Ujiri heat check. Yeah. Uh, also, the Blazers really don't it. need Marcus All. I don't know why. Why that would be the move for them? Because yeah, that doesn't. That never made sense to me either. Because Nurk is like, like good. Like people know this, right? Yeah. Nurk is good. Like Nurk is good in the ways that Hassan is bad. 
Yeah, <laughs> and, and that uh, he like doesn't run around chasing blocks, and that he's actually like able to be. Yeah, he eats up space defense. on defense instead of yeah, yeah, gorging on rebounds. He also works in the high post. Hassan, of course, is, doesn't have like skill skills uh, either. <laughs> so, like, and Nurkic, I mean, he doesn't have like exquisite skill skills, but he has some. I think the most frustrating mm-hmm. thing about it is that Robin Lopez still lives in Portland and is not <laughs> making that much money in milwaukee yeah. it doesn't make any sense why that would not have been the move uh everybody yeah I, I mean i guess like, yeah yeah i guess everybody, the brother thing for him is probably the appeal maybe but i don't weird. but i don't know if like i like it doesn't even seem like neil tried to sign him mm. yeah what a weird off season like what was the deal with the harkless and aminu things like i know well, I mean, here's my here's my question for you. Okay. Carl. Here's here's my question for you. Would the Blazers have Why am I so done all of these things? Skincare. That also, but good good skincare is important. But why would the Blazers have or would the Blazers have these things like trade for Baysmore? And I, I guess that's probably a net positive, even though Baysmore is not very good. Um, like getting rid of Harkless and not bringing back Aminu, would they have done these things if Nurkic was healthy and they could just roll back the same team or were they trying to like overcompensate somehow for losing Nurkic for however long he's going to be out oh wow uh can we I can we start with Aminu do Hmm. do you mind if we start with Aminu Sean I think they're separate sure yeah okay um Aminu played himself out of his contract he was really good here and right he was making, I think, less than $10 million a year. And he just played well enough that he that the Blazers sort of made a calculus that they couldn't afford him. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I understand it, you know. Like I think I think that they could have just eaten the tax considering they made the conference finals last year. Mm-hmm. Um Harkless is one of the um, more complicated players in the NBA, I think, because mm-hmm. um, like there are so many factors into the question of whether or not he's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? He reminds like, me of uh, like Raptors era Patrick Patterson and that he was essential to those teams being good, but also was often the reason they exactly, fell short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like he's, I, I like, I, I was on another podcast with some Blazer people last night, uh, Blazer tag, if you want to listen to it. And, uh, <laughs> and um, one of the guys was just like, oh, he's, you know, oh, he's, I, he's so frustrating, so inconsistent. And it's like, yeah, he's kind of inconsistent, but he also, like he goes out and he does his role every night. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, like, you know, he'll, he'll play defense and all that stuff. Um, I even, what did they trade Harkless for again? I was it where's Harkless playing now? The Clippers on oh, the Clippers. Cause like the Clippers got a first round pick from the heat. Was he in the white side trade? Yeah. And then the yeah. Clippers got a first round pick from yeah, the heat. I, yeah. The Harkless. I, I mean, everything involved in getting white side was a, was a real, uh, unforced error. Um, mm-hmm. Like the joke I made is that is that you know I made a wish on a monkey's paw, 
and said, <laughs> no, it's time to trade Myers Leonard. And then like, and then they were like, well, I guess we're going to get the one player who would irk you more. And even then, by the end, I was like, nah, Myers isn't good. It's fine, though. Mm-hmm. He's been okay in Miami, yeah. apparently. I'm not surprised. I think that he and Terry were kind of maybe not a great combo. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I personally have been blaming their bad year almost entirely on Whiteside. I CJ has also not been good this year, but whatever. It's, yeah, what's know. going on there? Like, what? Like, is a there variance. a reason it's for that? Variance. I, I, I. He's a guard. You know, sometimes they have slow starts. Yeah. That's all. Do you ever? Do you ever look at to tie this into this being a Raptors show? Do you ever look at the Dame CJ thing? and sort of think about what those Raptors teams were with DeMar and Kyle for the longest time. And sort of uh, the the, the parallels are very clear. Do you ever sort of wish which one's Kyle all in Kyle Lowry? uh, No, Kyle's no, no, no. Well, Kyle would be Dame. No, Kyle's the Dame. Kyle's the Dame for sure. And then Uh, I gotta say I haven't, but that doesn't not track. Yeah, um, and, and I'm not saying they could like go trade CJ McCollum for a Kawhi, but if they could yeah. make a move like that, I feel like that's sort of what that team is like looking. And if there's a team that's in the position to do something like that, like the Raptors were, it's probably the Blazers because what else do they have to lose? Really? All right, we need to we need to pause for a second because Daddy needs to teach you some things about Blazer fans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have often thought that CJ could be traded for a player of equal talent who plays a different role and the Blazers could be better. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in the minority on this. Okay. But, um, hmm. uh, yeah, it's a real, like, wet equal value could you get for him kind of question Mm -hmm. and i think it's i think that there are some scenarios where they would be better off with a different kind of player on the wing but that he is good enough that it's hard to figure out how they would get equal value for him. Yeah, I mean that's the Demar thing, right? Is Demar was yeah. always way more important to the Raptors than he was to any other team until the Spurs decided for some reason they wanted to get like a proven yeah, star the, yeah. in exchange for Kawhi. It was yeah, such a the thing. Is there, unique like, situation. Is there any like when is somebody going to trade a like a top five player in the NBA anytime soon? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um yeah. like I think that if they were to trade CJ for because um Love has often seemed like the most natural target for the Blazers. I will say mm-hmm. that I think people who don't live here will say like he's from Oregon. They love people <laughs> here hate Kevin Love. Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> but he didn't go to Oregon. Like he went to California instead. And so there's like uh. a there's like a college fan contingent that's like we hate that guy. And I'm <laughs> I'm always kind of like guys, you're you should be NBA fans. Grow up. Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, uh, uh, or, uh, or, or like CJ for Blake or, you know, there, 
but I think that that would necessarily be a talent downgrade and see, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like, I think that the trade would have to be so good that you would have to accept it. I will say that there is a kind of blazer fan for whom no trade would be so good because they are constantly on one in defending the guys. Right. Uh, Corbin's not like that. Corbin's cool. Um, <laughs> like if theoretically they could like, let's say they could trade CJ for clay Thompson. I, you know, I think that, um, that would make them much better. I, yes, that would I make think that. And I don't think that really, really good. I don't think that, I mean, I guess I think that clay Thompson's better than CJ, but I don't think he's dramatically better than CJ, mm-hmm. you know, but I also think that that setup would make them better. Uh, than the one they're currently operating with. Um, yeah, yeah, I I really think that CJ's just in an early season slump. He's a guard. They get out of it, yeah. you know? Uh, if he's not, I do like, ship him out. I do like the CJ for Blake idea. I think that's cool. I well, think that yeah, it's awesome. a Blake, you know, Blake's uh, injury prone. You, you know. He's got his injury out of the way for this year. He's fine. Oh, oh okay, cool. Is that how it works? <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you yeah, could pair him with Nurk, and that would be really fun. I mean, hopefully, like, Nurk, what happens? Blake and Dane? Hopefully, what happens is that they trade Whiteside's expiring for one of those guys. Uh, yeah, that would be that'd be cool. But Whiteside is so bad that <laughs> it might not matter if they keep playing like this. That's another thing about just, Whiteside too is that he's at least part of the reason CJ is playing worse is because Whiteside screens are so bad. Because he has to create yeah, his own yeah. shot a little more aggressively, and like Nurkic right. is a really good screen setter. He's a he's like a big mean boy, mm-hmm. uh, and Whiteside is not a big mean boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, envisioned a Hassan Whiteside, Andre Drummond platoon, maybe front court mm-hmm. for Detroit. And wow. uh, <laughs> now I feel bad for Dwayne Casey preemptively. Yeah, that would they would suck, just but, they would just like uh, take naps <laughs> on each other. <laughs> Each average 20 and 20 and lose every game by 35. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you uh, see that? I Did you watch the game the other night or pick up on the Lillard hitting that? Because Lillard has now has the Blazers franchise record in points. Yeah, the 60 yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. The last three points he got, he got almost. I, are you familiar with the movie High Noon? I'm not. Hmm. Well... <laughs> <laughs> high noon ends on this note of intense bitterness okay and w- where a guy just like drops his sheriff's badge and i think he rubs it in the ground with his foot and he just looks at everybody in the town with like the scowl on his face that's just like you you dick you fucking assholes you couldn't have helped me out here and he leaves the town um and that was the vibe I was getting off Lillard when he sunk that long three. Yeah, I, I've i never, like, Dame has never been mad before. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, <laughs> like, he's mad. He's, like, mad about what's going on on the team. Like, he's, he um, yelled at Whiteside on the court. He's never done that. Like, never, yeah. ever, 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 ever uh, sells out his teammates like that. He seems pissed. And like on a certain level, I'm even kind of like, I mean, if he asked for a trade for the Lakers, I don't know if I'd blame him that much. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I guess the hope is Anthony Simons becomes really good really fast to he's been stop good. He's been good coming trade request because <laughs> I guess I mean like, yeah, but the, but like as long as Whiteside's on the team, it's going as long as Whiteside is playing serious minutes, it's going to be a problem. They need Nurkic, like he was their second best player last year. It's like. Mm-hmm. Well, him or CJ. That's maybe a little unfair to CJ. But, like, Nurkic is really good. Whiteside's really bad. Uh, Harkless and Aminu were pretty good. Hazonia uh, 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 is bad, and Bazemore is... I'd ask the Sages, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, the roster got worse. That's what happened. And now the team is worse. And they're, like, percip- they're like perceptibly worse. Neil did mm-hmm. like a really bad job this offseason. That's the main thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, hard oh. to discuss. Can I be honest with you? I'm not getting any matches on Bumble. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Corpse. I, uh, you know, uh, she, I have, uh, she's never coming back. Uh, uh, I'm not making enough money. This debt's been closing. It's been really frustrating. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, part of me wants ad work, but you know, how do you just do that? I don't know. Uh, uh, look, things aren't going well right now, Sean. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope things begin to look up for you soon, Corbs. Uh, you guys, you, know, you got the podcast is doing okay. Soon, right? I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. It's you know, I'm just doing it for fun now. It's fine. I don't need to. I'm trying not to stress about it. Okay. We we yeah yes we canceled the Patreon, but you know it's fine. <laughs> As a, actually a uh, solid anti-capitalist move, I appreciated it when you did that. Oh, even though I was a, a patron, yeah. yeah. Even though I was a patron, there were uh, good shows I, too. It was just like no, it was just like not enough people really listen to this to make it worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people will listen to Binge Zone, I'm sure. Right? That, that's yeah, that yeah, yeah. Tell people about Binge Zone before we wrap. We have like two minutes before we. Yeah, have to wrap. Uh, uh, Binge Zone is gonna come out soon. I we don't quite know yet. We haven't recorded one. But um, okay. Basically, we're waiting to, to for the show to get on iTunes so we can dump all four on at once to see yeah. if we can accidentally get on new and noteworthy. Uh, yeah. Basically, binge zone is uh, Bill Simmons is doing the Book of Basketball 2.0 <laughs> podcast. We are doing a podcast about the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast, which is to say that we are doing a podcast about a podcast about a book about a game. <laughs> Uh, it's me and it's me and John Wilms and um, uh, uh, Joey and Sean from Roundball Rock. Probably some guests here and there too. And you can listen, take it or break it every week. And uh, I have a newsletter. It's called Bad Photojournalism. Check out Corbin. Check out Binge Zone. Check out. Take Hit it me or break up it. on Bumble if you're do that too. Yeah, if you're in the Portland area, just be like, Hey Corbin, I love you. Let's get married. <laughs> uh you can live with me now uh uh every every the nightmare of your life is now mitigated by the warmth you get from uh uh uh, cohabitating with me uh uh thank you for these flowers core but you know just anything you want to say to me on bumble you know uh take it easy buddy well we'll talk soon i'm sure maybe when the uh the Blazers trade for somebody good and are no longer sad. Oh, I can't wait. I've started perversely <laughs> rooting against the Blazers because I 
like being right more than I like the Blazers winning. It's been ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Corbin. I'm not in a good place. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 